0: plushcare.com slash weight loss Hello and welcome to this week in the garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Whether you're young or old more and more people are growing their own and as my guest today can attest it can be a global business. From Veg Trug, I'll be joined by Paul Owen from my neck of the woods, Colchester. I'll be asking Paul about Veg Trug's raised beds and what crops it can grow. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. Interesting weather. Last weekend, it was what I call Scottish mist. You know, it hardly appeared to rain, and yet uh, I was dead head in the sturgeons up at Hyde Hall, and I came home soaked to the skin, although there was very little rain to get into the soil. Uh, Following our podcast, there's more worldwide interest in Uncle Tom's Rose Tonic, this time from Massachusetts on the east coast of the States. You know, it's a bit unnerving realising that we're being listened to around the world. And at the Ball-Colgrave Open evening last week in West Adderbury, uh, one of our podcast listeners uh, came up and said uh, how much she preferred the spoken word. And quite honestly, I have some sympathy with that. I think TV came a bit too quick. You know, the uh, spoken word, one-to-one really does uh, let the imagination run wild and it's uh, much more relaxing I think to listen rather than listen and watch. Incidentally the flower colour at Ball Colgrave was exceptional. What more could we ask? Uh, It was a a charity evening, lovely warm summer evening, masses of colourful flowers and some of them scenting the air. There was a ukulele band playing, Morris dancers, uh, a street organ, some lovely ice creams and hundreds of people enjoying themselves. And if that wasn't enough, they raised £11,842 for the David Colgrave Foundation, which gives uh, bursaries to uh, horticultural students and the local Catherine House Hospice. That was a great evening. I thoroughly enjoyed it. In the news this week is uh, tomato-brown rugosa fruit virus, confirmed for the first time in Britain in glasshouse crops. Uh, This disease, its symptoms, has uh, mosaic staining of the leaves, uh, discoloured fruits with yellow spots and uh, deformed tomatoes. Uh, It's already quite a problem across Europe Uh, and this, the first time in Britain, means that the crop's been uh, destroyed. Likely sources, apparently, are via seed, propagation material, and contact via tools, hands and clothing. Uh, Recent trials indicate that it could also infect peppers. So it's another disease that could come to us across the channel that we need to keep uh, our eyes open for and nip in the bud, so to speak because there's been uh, even more oaks destroyed, this time in Solihull, because of the oak processionary moth that we referred to over the last week or two. In Solihull, they had to destroy five newly planted semi-mature oaks from Holland and a further 50 in the locality as a precaution. It's a real worry, this oak processionary moth. I hope they get control of it and uh, keep Britain pretty well clear. ...of this new pest. Better news on downy mildew on uh, impatiens. I mean, the Busy Lizzy Imara that sold some 6 million last year... ...has proved pretty resistant to that uh, devastating disease. And we saw this week the introduction of trials of the new Busy Lizzy Beacon... ...which uh, similarly has resistance. In uh, 2019, they think there'll be 12 million Imara sold, and with the arrival of Beacon, that should more than double next year. And we should soon be back to the uh, 40 million pounds worth of uh, busy lizzies planted in gardens. Such a useful plant, grows very well in semi shade. And if you've got a tall Leyland hedge, it's a real problem trying to get anything growing at the base of it. Try putting down one or two really big grow bags, planting these busy lizzies in them late May, early June, especially the white one if it's shady, and you'll find that they'll grow very quickly in the grow bag, completely cover the ground, and of course the white is quite a bright, light sort of colour. Uh, and even at dusk, they shine out below the base of... of uh, an evergreen hedge of that kind. And the grow bag, of course, keeps the compost away from the uh, invasive roots on the conifer. Uh, The bedding plant people apparently tell us that begonias, petunias, calibrachoa, lobelia and new guinea hybrids have been filling the gap. So it'll be interesting to see whether they decline a bit as the busy lizzie comes back. At the Syngenta trials, there was a new sunflower Helianthus sunfinity, which uh, will produce scores of flowers. One plant just comes up and just keeps producing flowers up to about a metre high, I would think. And this could uh, produce some competition for Helianthus sun believable. That's the plant we've had for several years now that's propagated from cuttings. And that'll produce a thousand flowers on one plant. So I'm afraid you'll have to uh, remember that there are two kinds of multi-flowering sunflowers now. There's sunfinity from seed and sunbelievable rooted from cuttings. On the uh, question and answer front, there have been several inquiries about beetroot blister. I mean, it's a little leaf miner that suddenly can be seen from brown patches on the leaf of beetroot and uh, Swiss chard, that kind of thing and if you look it's almost as if the two leaf surfaces have sort of been blown open a bit like a balloon and if you're very careful you can tear those open and you'll find a little leaf miner working in a way that causes that blister you can either nip with your fingers the mite and kill it or take off the damaged leaves and take them away so that you reduce the population i was also asked about flattened stems Somebody had a perennial scabious, and the stem looked almost like a twin and the flower at the top was almost like a twin, although still with the central disc. And that's a condition called fasciation. We don't really quite know what causes it. Could well be just damage to the growing tip. And so it will just be that one stem. The chances are everything else that follows will be fine. Guest this week is Paul Owen. Uh, I've known uh, the product that uh, he's been involved with for a good many years called the Veg Trug, but hadn't really thought very much about it, where the idea came from, who uses it, and how they use it. Uh, and I found it quite a fascinating story. And so uh, we have as our guest Paul Owen, who is the uh, managing director. Paul, how are things in Colchester, where I think you're based?
1: Oh, very good today. Nice, warm, sunny weather.
0: Yeah. Now, there's quite an interesting story behind Veg Truck. How did you come across the idea in the first instance?
1: Oh, it um, started back in 2007. Um, I was uh, an independent sales agent at the time for various other garden companies. And while I was driving around, um, having my car cleaned in, the old sort of petrol stations, um, I happened to notice that they used to use these 50-gallon juice drums that were on little legs. Um, So instead of, you know, dipping the sponge down into a a bucket on the ground, they were doing it much higher up and raised. And as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking this could be a really good concept for, you know, bringing raised bed gardening much further up. Um, Initially, you know, a raised bed was literally just a, a plank of wood in the ground. Um, so this was the, the first sort of um, idea that we
0: had. Amazing. Um, just by chance, sitting in a car wash, you, you, right. you just have this brainstorming idea.
1: That's right. And it happened to be about the sort of same time as, um, you know, Grow Your Own was just starting to to um, become popular. So we, um, we we put together some samples. Um, and originally, myself and, and Joe, then and my, my business partner, we... Um, we were bringing in chicken houses at the time and uh, we had a good uh, contact with a, a supplier and we asked them to make some samples and that's really where it started. And then the, uh, the big launch was obviously at Glee 2009.
0: Well, can we just describe to listeners uh, um, exactly what your original fetch truck well, and the current main line looks like?
1: Okay, it's, um, it's, it's got like a, a V-shaped trough Um, that sits on an h-leg frame Um, and it's 80 centimeters tall which means it's like the perfect um, working height we do two sizes which is a one meter wide and a 1.8 meter wide Um, because of the v-shape it allows for um, greater depth of soil in the middle and for better drainage and aeration through the side slats of the wood so we have a membrane liner which retains the soil but allows for extra drainage if you do overwater or, or it gets rained on heavily. But also it allows much more aeration back into the soil, which, as you know, is the best combination for um, for the roots.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's two messages there. First of all, the raised beds that are just sleepers or a foot or so deep above ground, I mean, they're, they're real backbreakers, aren't they? Uh, uh, they are. And just lifting that up an extra, what is it, third, two-thirds of a metre just makes the thing very comfortable and, and you've got the depth you know so often with vegetable growing in containers they, there's just not enough volume of compost.
1: Exactly I mean uh, each each veg truck you know will hold um, anywhere between four to eight 50 litre bags of um, soil.
0: Now one thing sort of looking at it and going through the catalogue after we had a chat last week is it not possible to have it two tiers? Could you not do one that was um, shaped up from the ground that cropped underneath this one?
1: Uh, we do a version um, in, in a different material called the Poppy Go, which is a, a two-tier planter system, um, and it uses a, a felt liner bag on a metal tubular frame, and that's able to give you that that two-tiered um, level. Um, in the wood versions, um, we found that a lot of people liked... The, the, the single level, um, because of it being um, wheelchair-friendly. So you can stand from either side. So in, in other words, if you've got it on your patio or, or balcony and you want to be able to walk around it, um, it makes it much easier on a single level.
0: Now, initially, you were working just in the UK, but the company is now international. Uh, how did that develop? That developed
1: probably around about 2012, we um, we were approached by a Japanese uh, company called Takasho. And they were um, very, very big retailers within their home market. And they had just set up a big production uh, facility in China that was under their control. And they wanted to produce the veg truck, and we licensed them in the early stages to sell the product in Asia. And shortly after that, probably about a year of trading, we realized that, you know, they were producing such high-quality produce that um, we said, look, we'd like you to, to manufacture everything in terms of the Japanese market and for the rest of the world. Um, and we, we continued down that route for probably another another year um, to the point where they were, you know, so impressed with what we'd done and the product and the sales that they actually made an offer for the
0: business. Amazing. That. And they came to you in the first instance...
1: Yes, I was at uh, at Glee one year. they would seen the product um, and and just loved it and thought this is perfect for for, Japanese gardening. Um, They're very, very keen on their gardening. They like good quality products um, and they could just see the benefits of of raising it off the ground.
0: Now we should just explain to our international uh, listeners a bit about Glee. I mean, you're a regular exhibitor there, aren't you? I have, yes. I
1: was um, finding enough. talking to someone a little while ago and saying this is um this would be my 26th year at glee on the trot so i've never missed a year in in the last 26 um, but yeah glee is, is is a great um trade show for us um you know obviously we see all the uh, uk um, buyers but we also see quite a lot of um european and international buyers
0: you know when you stop and think about it just going to a trade show looking for local sales and then having somebody from japan arrive and and whole business expand internationally to the size that you've become it, it's a remarkable story
1: it is our first i remember our first international order funnily enough came from the furthest, um, furthest distance and um, i traveled all the way to australia and uh, we we picked up our first big order with bunnings
0: well, well that, that's the company that bought home base isn't it
1: it is indeed yes
0: amazing well, now, you've expanded the range quite a bit. I mean, it's not the simple veg truck in two sizes. You've got one that fits against a wall, and then particularly you do protection over the top, don't you?
1: That's right, yeah. We, we didn't want it to just be a, 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 a raised planter. We wanted to offer the customer, you know, the complete growing solution so that they can, you know, effectively grow all year round. And that meant, you know, putting things like uh, micro mesh covers, which obviously keeps out all of the, the aphids and the bugs, still allows you to water and better um, aeration and, and breathing through the, the top cover. Uh, we have a fleece cover, you know, for the winter time, as well as the um, the existing PE reinforced greenhouse cover, which you know forces and brings thing on things on at the beginning of the year.
0: My son has um, one of your veg trucks and it's eight floors up in Southwark and, of course, exposed to some pretty gusty winds on some days and so the uh, enviromesh cover would be particularly useful just to slow down the wind a bit uh, and also deter damp pigeons, you know, which can be an absolute nightmare. Does it secure well enough to hold against strong wind? Yes,
1: the, um, the, the frame is a, is a metal tubular construction um, with, with plastic end connectors, and that actually um, screws to the inside of the veg truck. We have these special little U-clips that attach on the inside of the veg truck, and it holds the frame securely to the veg truck. And then the micro-mesh cover or the um, PE cover, they connect to the framework via a uh, Velcro system, um, and then you've got a double um, up-and-over zip, that allows you full access to
0: the veg truck as and when you need to and do you have one in your own garden
1: i have in fact i have 13 now (laughs) Um, i've become an avid gardener um, and we grow lots and lots of produce at home Um, it's also a great way i've got two young children and my um my three-year-old daughter at the time she was um she was just loving coming out in the garden with me in the evenings and uh, she got to the stage where even at, you know, age four, she could pretty much tell me what we were growing in each of the veg trucks.
0: And does she have one of her own now?
1: She has um, probably two of her own. Um, one is just fully for strawberries because they love eating strawberries in sort of uh, April and May time.
0: You can say that again. <laughs> ah, but, you, but you need one of these perpetual strawberries, you know, not just the early summer.
1: That's right. And in, in some of the other veg trucks we've got a, a mixture of, um, you know, different later um cropping strawberries um but she also likes things like uh spinach and um her favorite is carrots she loves growing carrots in the veg truck and i'd say it's probably one of the best crops for us um because we we have it um, above the carrot fly so we've never suffered with with any carrot fly problems with our carrots and because of the um the soil being you know so um, soft and fluffy um, we get nice straight carrots
0: it, you know, it prompts me of a story. We did an offer once to uh, grandparents, free packet of carrots to grow carrots in containers with their grandchildren. And, and in September, at the end of that uh, sort of offer season, uh, a lady wrote to say that uh, her daughter, I think she was about six or seven, wouldn't eat any kind of vegetables at all. The grandparents got the packet of carrots, she she sowed and raised some carrots and they pulled a young one and she ate it raw and then every evening at tea time wanted to go out and pull another carrot and the mother wanted to know what else could be grown. So carrots in containers are really good thing to start people gardening.
1: They are, as long as, um, like with my daughter, she had a habit occasionally of, of thinking that it was ready to eat, <laughs> pulling them out too soon. In other words, it, it's very difficult to get them back in and to grow again, so you have to, you have to ask them to just wait, um, you know, the usual sort of 90 to 120 days. Um, but you know, in terms of, you know, the other produce that we grow or we suggest to other um, consumers is... You know, all the root root vegetables are brilliant. We've grown lots and lots of beetroot, um, spinach, as I said before, you know, leeks, certain times in winter, salad crops, herbs, um, peppers and chilies. They're all, you know, really good um, crops to to put in a veg truck.
0: And do you crop it year-round? I mean, you'll be growing some of the leafy salads during the... Well, I mean, sowing them in the next four to six weeks, I suppose, to crop through the winter.
1: That's right. We do yes, and also things like garlic. Um, we always put garlic through, so we've got that at the beginning of, of next year. Um, you know, we've done uh, Brussels sprouts. They were obviously planted um, ready for, for Christmas time. But um, and you did know, you
0: uh, did you grow reasonable Brussels sprouts then? Uh, a metre above the ground
1: they were okay i wouldn't say they were the most successful crop that we've 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 tried you know i'd never i've never put things like potatoes or courgettes in in a veg truck just because they just take up too much space um and i've always been a great one for you know growing stuff that you love eating but costs you know a fair amount to buy in the supermarkets on a regular basis
0: when we met at the uh, syngenta trials at Jellots Hill, you were also in conversation with Chris Spanton that I hope to have on next week. Now, what's the cooperation there?
1: Um, the cooperation with um, Syngenta and Vegetalis um, has come about because we've both got the same, the same customer. In other words, we're, we're trying to produce products uh, and, and produce that will grow in small, compact um, gardens, where people don't have a lot of space, um, but they want they want a plant that's going to produce a, a fair amount of, of fruit you know taste really um, uh, wholesome um, but obviously in a small space um, you know, when, when we found that the vegetalis range complements really well the the veg truck brand um, and also the fact that we are both on a, a global level in other words if if we put together a great package for an end consumer it means that we can roll that out globally because all of those plants are available through the Syngenta network. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, anybody listening interested in VegTrug, how do they find you? Where do we go to get uh, pictures of what we're talking about oh, and, and a source got... of supply?
1: If you, if you go to the, the website, which is www.vegetrug.com, uh, all of our products are listed on there. Um, and then from that page you can then go to all of the local stockists um, in every country, um, and there's various uh, retailers online as well as in-store.
0: In That's simple enough. Paul, it's great to speak to you, and great to hear that uh, an entrepreneur from uh, Colchester has uh, you know made headlines around the world. Thank you for joining us today.
1: That's great. Thank you very much. Oh, 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 oh.
0: Now, my quote for the day comes from Scott, who says, you weren't taught, you just grabbed opportunity. I suppose that's the case for many of us. You know, (laughs) you need to see the opportunity and grab it. Uh, And then you have to quickly learn sometimes of how to do whatever you grabbed. What's on? It's the Royal Horticultural Society Hyde Hall Flower Show, on the 1st to the 4th of August if you go to that show be sure to take uh, the paths right the way up to the model vegetable garden and beyond because there's four very nice vegetable plots that have been uh, grown by the students there and of course beyond that we have our floral fantasia area Uh, and I hope to call in over the weekend so might see you there My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast, and thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.